Welcome to Fishing Without Bait, where you've got here by accident or on purpose. We're glad that you're here. Uh, my name is Jim Ellermeyer, a behavioral health therapist, and we attempt to help people explode into their lives through full impact mindfulness. The only entrance requirement here is the honesty, open-mindedness, and willingness to try. And if you have a few pixie dust sprinkles of each of those, uh, jump on and let the adventure begin. And we are continuing our conversation with Santina Grace. Part of me is like, is it really stranger danger? You know, is it really? Like, I don't know. I think that's back to your whole thought about we're disconnected from the earth. We're disconnected from our subtle energies too. And to be able to feel what's, what is good for us and what is not good for us. And I feel when you're connected to the earth, it helps you to connect to yourself. And when you're connected to yourself, you could connect into right, wrong, good, bad, all that stuff. And so I don't know. I just felt like I've always had this innate, this innate feeling of this is okay and acceptable. And I'm going to go talk to this person because I can feel their energy is friendly and kind and I want to connect. Well, we also, we could also call that a mind of awareness. Yeah. Maybe you're aware. So what I help people to do is to develop a mind of awareness rather than a mind of fear Mm -hmm. to be aware, observe, describe, participate. And, uh, you know, we talked a little bit about earlier about that you uh, possibly being with some people and maybe when they were preparing to cross. Mm-hmm. Tell, us, tell us about that experience. Yeah, so as I've described in, in other segments, and I'll, I'll just bring it up again since maybe people haven't heard what I can do. So a lot of times what I'll do is I'm starting to give a reading or tune into somebody is I'll look at their energy field. And I kind of alluded to that. When I was a child, I could see people's energy. I could interact with it. So I would... I would see I would see colors in an energy field and and I've learned over the years to kind of discern what a certain color means for me. When I see a color I know that it's generally in people means this. Um a lot of times if I see like red energy in an aura that'll be either they've got physical body inflammation or there's some actual anger or agitation there. That's what red means to me. If I see green, it's healing, it's new stuff. So there's all kinds of clues that I have. One of the clues that I have, too, to know when someone is potentially nearing the end of their life is I could see in their energy field either a grayness or a dimness in that energy field or even sometimes holes like Swiss cheese, like ah. missing missing components of that energy field. And for me, I guess the best way I can describe it, it's almost like their life force energy, similar to what my grandfather had described, their oil is kind of running out. And it's the indication that that life force energy is just dimming ever so slightly. Just like before a flame goes out, it starts to just go within itself a little bit. And that's happened for me too. So I've had some people who have come to me for, um, you know, spiritual advice and um, direction And this one person came to me and I was very aware that they knew that they were sick, but I could see in the energy field, they were really close to the end. And, and you looking okay, just so you know, Jim, (laughs) don't worry. (laughs) But anyways, I would, I could see in this person's energy field, the holes that I described, and there was quite a lot of them. And this person actually asked me, do you know how much longer? I know that I'm a sick person. Do you happen to know how much longer? And I've made this kind of pact with my spirit guides, my team, whoever I connect them with, 
The only way that I'm connecting them with this energy is if it's for someone's best interest, if they can handle it, if it's in some way going to be healing for them, because I don't think that that's healing for every person to know that, you know, but in this case, this guy asked me a legitimate question. So I asked my spirit team and his spirit team, and I kind of said, how long does this person have? Are, are you going to give me the information for that? And in my mind's eye, I saw a calendar and I almost like a camera lens, the calendar zoomed one week, another week, and it stopped. Mm -hmm. So I said, I was just shown two weeks. And this person was, you know, very shocked because they obviously thought they had more than just two weeks. They knew it wasn't a lot of time. But the person actually said, you know, that's good. I've got a lot of things I haven't ironed out that I really need to iron out. I'm going to make sure that I don't put that off any longer. And, um, and in that moment, then, um, I lot, you know, the, the, they went on their way and sometimes I don't often know what the outcome of that is. But in this case, somebody who knew me and knew this person reached out and actually was able to let me know that it, that he did pass. This was a gentleman. Um, and that at the end, he was really grateful that he was given that information because there was peace there and that he felt like he got a chance to kind of kind of finalize all those to do things and and put everything right and in its way. And so that kind of made me feel OK with that, too. But then I was talking to you a little bit earlier and I hope you don't mind if no, I share a personal all, story. Um, my uncle had passed and one of the last things he was able to do was fill out a birthday card for me and me being who I am. I, I don't always, my, my relatives don't always come to me like right in my face. Sometimes it takes a dream and a dream visit. And in this case, I did have a dream visit. And in this dream visit, which I just will call a visitation, um, I was able to actually thank him for my birthday card, which was awesome because I did that always in life. And it was just great to have that opportunity to do that. And he said to me, I, they let me come here and, and hug you because I was able to hug him. And I remember saying, you're not in physical form. How can I physically hug you? And he goes, I don't know how it works. I just got here. Uh. <laughs> and then he said, they let me come and visit with you because they wanted you to be able to thank me and for me to have a final situation with you. And then he said, I've got to go now where they erase all of my memory from the things I had left to do. And I'm like, whoa, they'll do that or whatever. That's something that happens. Would they be the spirit guides? I guess spirit or? guides or whoever. I don't know who they is. Yeah. They, spirit, universe, whatever you want to call it. Well, God, your, your uncle knew. They, the big they, whoever <laughs> the they is, creator, whatever. Um, but I just found that to be so fascinating and so interesting to, to do that. But that visitation was every much real as, as a phone call or a, a meeting with you. And that's what I mean about like, there's virtual reality, but then there's also this like soul spirit reality. And I feel like when we connect with nature, like what you were saying earlier, it helps us to have that connection with soul spirit reality. And a lot of indigenous cultures understood how to communicate and connect with their ancestors and went there for guidance and went there for wisdom and, you know, meditated and, and, and communed and spoke with them, even in like a conscious connection, they understood that 
Sometimes I can get knowledge and information and I can have knowings in my mind sitting in meditation from my ancestors and they can connect and commune with me in that way. And I think we've lost that. I feel like the Google search (laughs) has taken over and it's like we've lost our ability to know things. And it's interesting because one time I used to actually, this was back in the day before telephones had pretty reliable GPS and I had a GPS built into my car and it was based on satellite. And if the weather was bad, it would spot out. So I would say it's time to go to spiritual GPS. And I would go, all right, spirit guides, would I take a left or a right here? (laughs) I did. And I just listened to that internal guidance, that internal voice, that subtle thing that we sometimes hear in our mind, but we just dismiss it. I just full on went in it and I ended up where I needed to be. You know what I mean? It worked out. So I don't know. I just went off a tangent there, but <laughs> no, no, no. That's that's if it's meaningful for you, I think we should share it with the audience. Yeah. So I mentioned to you earlier, and I really want to discuss this with you tonight, is that I had during my uh, time of troubles, my illnesses, I had three rather close encounters. Uh, the last one, me being unconscious for twenty four hours in a hospital. So, but I wanted to tell you about this because people always talk about uh, seeing the light, seeing black before your eyes. Mm-hmm. I, I experienced none of that. None of that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I've heard different accounts of things. So I have heard of experiences where it was just darkness. And I've also heard of experiences where there was darkness, but there was a conscious awareness that there was this darkness and this nothingness. And that they were aware of this. And then from the world of spirit, I've heard people tell me, yes, then after that darkness, oftentimes you have a thought process or you'll hear a voice. And a lot of times it's based on what kind of faith you subscribe to in life. So if you're somebody who's Christian, you might see one of the, you know, Jesus or Mary or one of the, the figures from the Bible if you're, you know, Buddhist, you might see Buddha. So it's it's very dependent on kind of your belief system. If you're not really somebody who subscribes to any of that, you may not see a thing. You may just have like um like an awareness of consciousness. And I don't even feel like you were able to even get there. And that's we spoke about that before. I feel like there was just not even this this place for you to to think about having a choice point of do I go back to earth? Can you say I, a little bit more about that for our, uh, our audience? The choice point? Yes. Yeah. So, and, and I, I'm not super versed in it, but I've heard of this concept here and it was from people in spirit and others who've experienced this where it's darkness and, and either you're given this, you're given this moment of where do you want to go? What do you want to be? And, and that's the best way I could describe it, but this isn't really a great way. To, it's not very accurate. But it, you can, you're given that light, and you can go to that light, and you can oftentimes on the other side of that light, what I've seen from spirit is first you'll see silhouettes of kind of figures, and, and those to me are a lot of your soul group. Those will be people that feel familiar. Sometimes you'll even see them as, crossed over loved ones and stuff. And sometimes people are given these visions on their deathbed, even before they pass, Uh even before they, they go there. Sometimes their team, their people will come 
to ease them through that transition process. I've been in the room with multiple of my own relatives who've expressed to me that they were seeing somebody who I knew was in spirit and I knew that they were there. I didn't see them with my eyes, but I could feel them and I knew that they were telling me truth. And I've even had the experience where the people in spirit told my relatives that I could connect with them and that's how they found out about my abilities. So there's been all kinds of sides of that. But I also think, you know, you get to this point where you can have a choice point where you're either maybe going to go to the light and be, you know, connected to people who you want to reunite with that you haven't seen that you love and want a connection with in spirit. You might be given a choice of, Hey, I want to go back to earth. I wasn't done with, with the things that I wanted to do. I want to have a reincarnation. I want to have another go round. I want to get back on that amusement park ride, which I call life, you know? So there's that choice point. I think there's also a choice point where you can just be part of the universe and just be, just exist. And so in that space, when, when some people I think see nothingness and are aware of being nothingness, there's might even be an unconscious choice. I'm just going to be a part of all that is. I want to be a part of light or air or water or particle or whatever, or nothing or black matter, nothing, you know, like everything. This is something that I had an extreme, um, spiritual awakening is that I realized that everything is connected. Everything is equally important. You know, I, I had this really beautiful moment of like clarity one time when I was in the woods and I was meditating and I just went into this kind of trance state and I had been drumming. I have a hand drum and it's just like a way that I, what we talked about earlier, it's a way that I connect with nature. And I just went into this like altered state where I really wasn't aware of anything. I was just kind of like me and the drum were just going along and I, all thoughts went and it was really peaceful. And when I came to and my conscious awareness was there, I saw this spider web and it just connected to a tree and the tree went and connected to another leaf or another tree. And then it would go down to a rock and it just went and connected. And I could not see, it was almost like the fabric of existence or creation or the connectedness that nature is. Some people might want to call it the matrix, you know? And I felt like for just a moment of time, I literally forgot the names of things, the definitions, the labels that we give tree, rock, leaf. It was all removed from my consciousness. And I looked at everything that I saw is equal to me and, and is equally a part of me. And it was just the, one of the most beautiful moments that's I've been. ever had in my whole life. And to me, that's what I feel is connection. You, that's, felt, you felt connected. Yeah. And that's what I feel society we all need to get back to the woods. So back to bringing it back to nature and all of that. When, when we can feel that we're no better, no different than the trees, the leaves, the whatever, the things that exist in this planet, when we respect everything as equal to ourselves, where can we go wrong? We can't. You can't go wrong. Well, the <laughs> uh, yoga people have uh, taken for their own a Sanskrit uh, Buddhist meditation called Um So Hum. Mm. Um So Hum means I am that. Mm-hmm. And what I explain that as there's so many elements in the 
atomic table. Then maybe there'll be more. Mm-hmm. But if you break that down, if you break it down into protons, neutrons, electrons, and then you break that down further into quarks and you break it down into the basic building blocks of matter, that's energy. Yeah. Okay. So we're all the same energy. We're the same energy as the stone. We're the same energy as the trees, as the birds, which means I am that. That's right. I 100% agree. And, you know, I mean, I'm not a, you know, I the whole Einstein thing with, you know, energy just transmutes. It's, it never stops. It's always going. I mean, I'm not a physicist, so, but I know that enough that that makes sense. And And from what I've experienced with, just living my life and, and seeing and being exposed to the things that I have been, I know that to be true. I don't need science to prove it to me. You know, it's like I know it to be true. Well, this is one of the reasons that the Buddhists uh, forbid intentional killing, mm-hmm. uh, the Hindus, uh, many faiths, and because you'd be killing part of yourself. Yeah. You're not going to cut down a tree just because you can. Right. Yeah, but then that makes me, you know, it's, it's funny because on the same flip of the coin that I think about because I love to dive in the ocean. I'm a scuba diver. And I think about fish eating fish and, you know, how survival is. And I think about, you know, the belief system of you don't kill another life, but then yet there are life forms that can only exist by consuming other life forms, which is interesting to me. It's just all of part of like the juxtaposition and separate. It's part of the cycle. It's part of the cycle. The Native Americans, uh, they only killed what they absolutely needed. I think that's the, the, the clue there. I think that's, that's the secret sauce. It's you only consume what you absolutely need and you honor. And I, and I don't know if the fish have a consciousness, but I like to believe that they do that as they're (laughs) preying on each other, they're, they're kind of in a space of, of understanding that, that was a sacrifice. I don't know. Well, the Native <laughs> Americans would thank the buffalo. They would. Mm-hmm. And their spirit. And I think that's the whole point of why, you know, Christians or any religion, they'll, they'll put a prayer over the food, too. It's to honor it. And I think we've lost that, too. We, we aren't just to pray over our meal because of the man in the sky. It's because we need to honor it. So. Well, it's, it's figuring out what's important. Yeah. And that's what I try to help people do to figure out what's important because most people have lost that. It's true. And we'll be continuing our conversation with our delightful, insightful guest, Santina Grace. And as an extra bonus, we'll give you a free prescription. Fruits, nuts, and vegetables. Unplug that television and take up fishing. And for a truly mindful experience, we suggest that you fish without bait. Do a kindness for yourself. Invite joy into your life by making beautiful choices. Forgive another. Forgive yourself. Do kindness every chance that you possibly get. You'll be repaid. And if we're all not the divine's children, none of us are. Till all are free, none are free. Namaste. If you're interested in flying the colors of fishing without bait, click the shop icon on our website. We have clothing, mugs, cell phone cases, and so much more. Show the world that you fish without bait. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. 
Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.